Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, Sanai. I miss you, Sanai. I miss you both. Is that what you're supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, that'll do. That's great. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you? That's our theme song, and that means this is another episode of I Miss You, Man. First up, thanks, Mark, for that. I always forget to thank Mark at the end, so I'm going to thank you up first up. So Fair thanks, point. Mark. Go Mark, the man. Always. Thanks, man. Special episode today, Dylan. Why so, Lonnie? Well, first of all, we're talking about Paddington, but Ooh. even more importantly, we've got a special guest. <gasps> no it, way. It's me. It's Sinead. <gasps> Sinead the Bay. Oh, Jeez. God. No, that's not a thing. We're not doing that. <laughs> Sinead, for our new listeners, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Sure. Um... I literally have no interesting facts. I, Lonnie and I do another podcast called I Only Like You in Movies where we review film and TV. Um, I'm learning how to be a writer. I like film. Hey, Should I have I'm some more board. interesting facts? Like, Well, one, one important thing is that we're dating. True. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sound too enthused. That, that's how we've got her on the show, really. No, you have me here for my incredible insights and passion for the films that are Paddington. It's very true. You're the expert about Paddington and it's one of our shared passions, really. What we've asked Dylan to do this week is to watch Paddington and Paddington 2, films directed by Paul King. that come out, I think, 2014 and 2017, so fairly recently. The thing about these films is that when you don't know much about them, you're interested that was us, wasn't it, today? It was, yeah. I mean, I kind of wrote them off as children's films before I'd even seen them mm-hmm. and was like, oh, this is a bit silly. Because I don't have the nostalgia from childhood about it, I guess. That's right. And then you watch them and you realise they're the best films that have ever been made. <laughs> well. Paddington 2 is a perfect film. It's a perfect film. I wasn't sure how Dylan would react to this, so when I thought about this topic and thought about bringing you on today, I was a bit worried. Why? Well, you open up your heart to someone, <laughs> like we have here, you're never sure what's going to happen. That's exactly right. So Case I... in point, Speed Racer, Lonnie didn't like it. <laughs> you didn't like it either, Dylan. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> you at least agreed with me with most of my points though, right? Yeah, it doesn't mean I can't love it still. Okay, well, that's fair enough. I haven't really got a a set list of things I want to talk about for this episode. All I really want to do, my overall goal, is to make sure that you, Dylan Hallis, love Paddington. All right. Well, goal accomplished, Lonnie, after watching <gasps> these movies. Yes! yes. <laughs> you love it. You've been teasing me all week about, oh, I'll let you know on the show whether I like it or not. <laughs> yeah. Keeping you in suspense, mate. 
Yeah, but you did so, love it. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, I I did used to watch the cartoon a little bit when I was little, so I was familiar. Just hadn't gotten around to watching the movies, and now you've made me do it. it oh, I'm I'm thankful for it. I must say. Do you think that your life has been changed? Probably wouldn't go that far, but uh, you know, I've got two more great movies that I can add to my collection. Let's not push him. Let's just okay. take, so, take what yep. he's given us. All Baby right. steps. Yeah. <laughs> now, were you like us though? You weren't really sure about the movies. Yeah, pretty much. I pretty much did what Sine did. Just wrote it off as a just a kids movie. Wasn't really that interested in it either of them, to be honest. We did a podcast about this on our other um, show. And we, we talked about our introduction to the show, to the Maddington movies, and it really was by the skin of our teeth that we got to see Paddington 2 in the cinema. Ooh. It wasn't showing anywhere except one cinema here in Brisbane on a Saturday morning, and I'm pretty sure it was, that was the last showings that we went to. And only a few days before, because everyone was talking about how great it is, like, oh, yeah, well, I guess we'll give it a go. Everyone's been banging on about it for so long. Like, let's watch the Paddington one first and see what it's like. We watched it on Netflix. I don't know if you remember this today. We watched the first half hour. Then I think we had to get up for some reason. We're at home. And it, we checked it and it had been going for half an hour. And I didn't even realize it had just flown. It didn't feel like any time at all had passed because it was just you're enthralled by this movie. Yeah, I agree. And then when we saw it in the cinema, Dylan, it was a Saturday morning session, as I said. And so lots of families were there. And these kids were there, and they were riding every wave, every turn of the roller coaster. They were there for it. <laughs> they were all aboard. It is a special experience seeing a children's film with children in the cinema. Yeah, and we get annoyed. You know, I don't know what you're like, Dylan, but you get annoyed. People talk during the movies and get too excited. Sometimes it distracts from the um, what you're watching on screen. Oh, but this yeah. one, this one was good though because the kids were loving it, and especially towards the end of Paddington Two, when things looking quite dire for our our bear. They're like getting, they're crying. They're like, Daddy, what's going on? Anyway, <laughs> that was all okay. That was me actually when I said that. <laughs> oh, Lonnie. It's okay. Paddington makes it through. He doesn't get stuffed. It's true. <laughs> it is a big concern of the first movie. <laughs> and um, one thing I mentioned, we listened back to our podcast about things we talked about originally when we saw this, is like just the bizarre idea that someone had for Paddington 2. It's like, okay, the first one, he's come in, he's an immigrant, he almost gets stuffed, which is a fairly hardcore idea for a, for a kid's movie. And the second one, it's like, all right, what we do with number two? He's a beloved character, everyone liked the first one, we're going to come back. Why don't we send him to prison? Next logical step, I would have thought. But it works. <laughs> <laughs> it does, it does. Did you slightly favour one or the other, Dylan? Uh, yeah, I, I like two better. Um Purely for the fact that I just don't like Nicole Kidman in anything. So. <laughs> Two's undoubtedly the better movie. It oh, is. It, it's like having two children, though. Do you like one more than the other? You always like one more than the other. You just can't tell anyone. <laughs> I think that's yeah. the thing. Does your mum say that, Dylan? Well, she likes the dog more than me. So, <laughs> so case in point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think it's like having a movie that's a five-star and then another movie can be also a five-star, but you like it more because it's just that little bit more polished, I think, number two. I think number yeah. two has a better villain. Nicole Kidman, I agree with Dylan, Nicole Kidman is a, in that performance was kind of a bit, I don't know, 
Pedestrian, a little bit cookie cutter. Mm. We've seen that before. Mm-hmm. Compared to Hugh Grant's... Tour de Force. Incredible performance in number two. What do you think of him, Dylan? Might be the most range Hugh Grant has ever done in has a movie. Ever done, yeah. yeah to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love seeing him as a villain, as a, a hammy English villain. I loved it. It was great. I think as well, like, you can see the fun that he had playing that role reflected in the film. Mm. Like, it, it kind of seems like they all had fun making it, and I think that comes across. Absolutely, especially in those scenes in the attic where he's talking to himself. Yeah, it's <laughs> so good. Because <laughs> I never, as you said, Dylan, he's got the range. I would never have thought of him as someone who puts on big costumes and, and flaunts around. Normally he sort of, you know, plays versions of himself or plays versions of the same character. I think that's part of the meta joke. <laughs> yeah. It is, yeah. Yeah. Getting Hugh Grant, who's, and he's been very open about playing the same character over and over again throughout his whole career. He's not even much of a an actor, really. He he doesn't like it. He's not there for the craft. He's sort of he's an accidental actor, I believe, and he just sort of can't get away from it. Yeah. And so the fact that he's on this movie is is tremendous. Uh, apparently, the you know the final scene of, of him and he's in in prison doing the musical sequence. Mm. I've I've read and I've heard that was the first day of filming for him. Oh no! <laughs> Killed it. Yeah. What what a way to start off, eh? Yeah. Now, Dylan, do you have some points, some notes you've written about the, the painting films? I do, I do. I wrote some points. Um, I mean, first off the bat, CGI, really bloody good, I reckon. Yeah, the hair of, of the bear especially. Yeah, absolutely. And in the, like, uh, the eyes and the emotions. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, really tremendous, especially the first one for being 2014. Yeah, exactly right. And the fact that they're all playing off him so well. Yeah, I don't believe, absolutely. I don't know who was on set. I think there must have been someone in a little green screen outfit or something, but mm. yeah, you wouldn't tell, would you? No, no, it might have been um, like a little person maybe. Mm. Yeah. But no, great stuff. Um, I also thought like, uh, I can't remember if this is how he gets his hat in the cartoon, but does he get it off his uncle's corpse? Do we know? Because that's, <laughs> that's pretty dark. <laughs> I think he gave it to him, didn't he? He finds the hat separate to the uncle. Oh, okay. I don't think he pulls it off the corpse. <laughs> I, I thought he found his dead uncle and he's like, oh, no. Take your hat, though. I like that hat, yeah. <laughs> Good hat. <laughs> Waste not, want not, you know. That is a pretty uh, hardcore and, and hectic beginning to the film where it's like a disaster movie. <laughs> yeah. Earthquake, darkest Peru, yeah. They're not afraid to, to show some emotions, are they? Absolutely not, no. But, um, if you, a couple of logic holes, but you kind of move past it. No one's astounded by a talking bear at a train station. Everyone's just walking past it. Yeah, like, they just sort of go with it, don't they? Yeah. But not only that, once you do get past it, how does no one just fall in love with him and want to protect him forever and just take him home? Except for Mrs. Brown. That's it. He's very lucky he came across the Browns, isn't he? Absolutely. But he's not really a bear, Dylan. Well, I suppose not, but, you know. It's a metaphor, it's, it's Dylan. It's still weird. It's a metaphor. Oh, come on now. <laughs> it is. <laughs> for the children in the war who were sent off for better lives and had signs around their necks with their names mm. saying, please look after me. Oh, I don't look past things. I'll take everything at face value. Oh, okay. You know. 
But it's also the immigrant experience and refugee crisis that we're mm-hmm. facing at the moment, Dylan. Yeah. And the second film was especially, it was made around the time of, of Brexit. And he's living in a multicultural um, suburb where he, he's, he's an immigrant, he's dealing with immigrants and he's bringing light into everyone's life. Yeah, and, and Doctor Harry wants none of him. Wants none of his business. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really change much, does he, from the first film to the second? <laughs> no, no character arc for Mr. Curry, I don't think. No, that's okay. But maybe that's the point, because sometimes in life some people don't change, even when presented with something good. Yeah, he's sort of an old fella, stuck in his ways. Yeah. He does love the bear in the end, though. He's on board, I think. See? Well, he tolerates him. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose but um, yeah an- another thing I saw in the first one I don't know if you saw this you two Super Hands from Peep Show oh yeah in it. here's that uh, The Thief that's right which I thought was funny I don't know if that's like a meta reference to the meme that he's in the secret ingredient is crime <laughs> that might have been funny <laughs> could be I know all the some of the guys behind the scenes are from the Mighty Boosh and the comedy scene of um a sort of alternative comedy from the UK, so mm. could very well be, Dylan. Yeah, well, there you go. I thought that was nice. But um, the Browns as a whole, what do, what do we all think of them? We love them. Is that a trick question? Well, I mean, Mr Brown starts off as a bit of a, bit of a dog act, doesn't he? <laughs> He's a bit of a pompous fool, yes, to begin with. Okay, okay. I just... Um, uh, yeah, I like the Browns. I feel like I felt like Jonathan was going to get the most time with like Paddington and screen time, but he doesn't really get to do much, to be honest. No, not in the first one. No, in the second one, he's sort of doing his re- rebellious phase, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, in both of them, he doesn't really get to do much. He, he loves trains. He's trying to hide it. He loves, and he loves trains. trains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I especially like Mrs. Brown. Sally Hawkins are good in everything, but I think this is one of her career highs. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. There's so much warmth to her character on screen. Mm. Like, it's just... That's a hard thing to act, I think. And genuinely, too. Yeah. Yeah. And again, as we said, she's acting against the green blob, probably. (laughs) I think that's perhaps why I like these movies the most, because they are really earnest and unapologetic about it there's no wink like oh we know we're making a children's film isn't this silly or oh we know that Mm. i don't know i just i like having a movie that doesn't have any sort of sarcasm it's not winking at the audience i don't know if you guys have spoken about thor ragnarok but that was my biggest complaint with that film that everything seemed like a joke so then nothing mattered and it's actually refreshing to me to see the paddington films be really Ernest and everyone genuinely trying their best and trying to make a good film, not okay. just, oh, we'll turn this kid's film out and make a quick buck or whatever. It seems like everyone brought their A game and everyone wanted to do well. And mm. it's nice having something that's a little bit earnest and sentimental and pure. They call it Radical Kindness, I think. Radical Kindness, there you go. Great name for a band, hey, Dylan? Oh, yeah, go on. Start it up. <laughs> that could be Mark's new band, mate. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Uh, no, I agree, Sime, 100%. And we haven't talked about Thor Ragnarok, but that's yeah, pretty much how I feel as well. I feel like it's, it's a bit silly, isn't it? Too silly. Every time there's an uh, emotional moment, it's undercut in the next second. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Thor's home gets destroyed and it's treated as a joke. It's like, lol. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyway, could go on about Thor for ages, but we're here about Paddington. We are. What was your favourite moment from each film, Dylan? God, I really want to say the hard stare in both of them. <laughs> it's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, it was so confusing the first time it happens, isn't it? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> It's confusing, but it also works. Like, I was uncomfortable with the hard stare. I don't see Paddington looking at me like that. Are you going to fold it into your own life, Dylan? Are you just going to start hard staring at anybody who's forgotten their manners? Or? Oh, I don't know. In the hard streets of T-Bar, I might get clocked in the face. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe with family, but uh, not mm. with strangers. Mm. My favourite moment, Dylan, and I hope this is on the top of your list as well. Okay. If it's not, we're in trouble. All right. Number two, mm. he's in prison and he's talking to the Browns and then all his mates turn up. And his he, prison he, mates, yeah. That's right. And he introduces them by name and they all just pop in. The best oh, that, moment yeah, yeah. ever put on oh. film. Oh, God. Wow. I mean, it's pretty good. And my favourite character of those is the politician. I think it's Sir Jeffrey Wilcott. <laughs> who pops up and says, I hope you can, I can count your vote. <laughs> Apparently that guy, a little, little tidbit for you all, the actor who played that, um, Jeffrey Wolfcott, is like a, some sort of, he's like a director and a theatre director and comedy guy in the UK. Mm. And he was brought on to sort of, um, as like a special advisor, and especially for that scene, to getting them all to pop their heads in the right time, because it seems natural and perfect, but that would have taken so much time to get that right. And he turned up on set and was helping the director and everybody set that up, but the other actors didn't realise that he was there as a as a consultant as well as an actor. They thought he was just an actor who got big, big, big for his boots and was trying to tell the director what to do. Oh. So they were all like getting ready to fight him, <laughs> like, oh, no. getting place made. But no, perfect cinema. Wow. It was, it was pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. I'm not sure I'd say that that's like a perfect moment on film. Yeah, and the greatest moment put to film. Calm oh. down, mate. Well, name me some moments that are better. In Paddington? In the 110 years of film history. Oh, God. <laughs> um, that long shot in Goodfellas. It's pretty good. <laughs> but not good enough. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> you got it. You got something to say? The ending of Casablanca. I mean, it's up there. Right. I don't think we're going to win tonight. No, I don't think we are. Because <laughs> you're you're wrong. So. All right. <laughs> I think my favorite moment in the second film is. It sounds very. <laughs> Say is when Paddington's about to die. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I don't mean it like that. I just mean that I don't know. Like normally with films, I'm kind of I can kind of see where they're going, and I'm like, oh, the character's gonna be fine because we're only up to Act Two of the story structure, and everything's mm. gonna work out. But for whatever reason, Paddington underwater, stuck in that train carriage, moved me so much to the point where I forgot about logic and I was like oh my god they're actually gonna kill him in a wow. kid's film that's that's the mark of a great film makes and you forget the way that Sally Hawkins and him react god getting emotional but it's a freaking CGI bear <laughs> and yet they have this scene of no dialogue mm. of just acting where they look at each other and she's saying, I can't open it. And he's saying, that's okay. And they, like, try to let each other go. And for that to happen in a film that's half animated, like, that's hard enough to do with two mm. actors who are, like, in the same room together to have to act in a scene without any dialogue and just have emotion on their face. But to do it with the CGI bear, I just think it's extraordinary. No, I agree. It's kind of like... Um kind of like the ending of Toy Story 3 where it's kind of like death's coming and we accept it and that's okay. But that's uh it. Yeah. But now nah, Knuckles comes in. Knuckles and the boys. <laughs> Knuckles and the boys. <laughs> what do you think Knuckles did to get in prison, Dylan? Um, chopped up his butcher. <laughs> Possibly. Probably, yeah. See, that's the other thing. These guys are criminals, right? Like, do mm. they, like, sexual Actual criminals. murder people and, like... Yeah. Should we be happy for them? Convicts deserve rights. <laughs> oh, they deserve rights. I'm just like, mm. should we all be like making friends with Knuckles when he's like properly murdered 20 children and buried them in his backyard, you know? Well, the thing about Paddington though is he's, he brings a light in everyone's life. So <laughs> I don't think Knuckles are going to do that again. Well. Oh, you think he's reformed? Yeah. Through loving Paddington? Yep. Wow. No need for a prison system then. Just get Paddington. In this utopian society. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to add, Dylan? Um, I like Mrs. Bird a lot. I think she's good. Um, at the end of two, though, she shoots uh, Phoenix with that gun. I mean, he says it's plastic darts, but she doesn't know that for sure. <laughs> it's true. She could have blown his head off. Very true. Doesn't she also do that to Nicole Kidman in the first one? She. Oh no, she opens up the grate or something yeah. and knocks her over. Oh, yeah, so it could have killed her as well. She's getting <laughs> dangerously close. Like... <laughs> yeah, she's... This is uh... bad. <laughs> exactly. She's, she's pretty wild. So, no, I liked her a lot. I mean, the endings kind of went this kind of same formula, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like the whole family takes on the bad guy, all comes back to something, it called back to what they were doing earlier in the film, mm -hmm. and they put it to use against the bad guy, and that's... Yeah, you know, save the day. But, you know, that's okay. Same director, so. I think it's okay for the, yeah, maybe plot to be a little formulaic if the 
I don't know. Beat by beat stuff's mm. quite different. And the execution is, is wonderful. So. That's the thing. Like it's a simple mm. film thematically, but it's done to perfection. Like yeah. it's the top of their game. The other thing I wanted to mention and ask you, Dylan, is what you thought of the different animation styles. For example, in the pop-up book. Oh, yeah, that was, that was great. Wasn't it amazing? Yeah, even even my mum, because I watched it with my mum and my nan, both these films. Oh, hello. That's <laughs> nice. That's really sweet. Yeah, it was nice. They both enjoyed them. Uh, mum fell asleep in too, but, you know, she'd had a big day. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, even when that part came on, Mum was like, oh, wow, that's that's really cool how they did that. Mm. You know? And the jungle sequence when he's in the prison mm. and he steps back into Darkest Peru. I oh, just... and it starts growing in yeah. itself. Yeah, Isn't yeah. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah, it's lovely. And that, that, that's all things that aren't, like, necessary to the plot? Yeah. No. Like, they could have just had, oh, this is a pop-up book and it's around mm. London. And Bill Paddington looks out the window and he's sad about being in prison. Yeah. <laughs> they go the extra step. They go the extra mile in every single thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I 100% agree. But um, I'm watching these films and now loving them. You guys have uh, given me worries now about the third one. Like, this wasn't on my radar. I didn't care. <laughs> but now I know a third one's coming and I'm excited. But now I know Paul King's not directing it. So. Yeah. Well, welcome to the turmoil that is our life. <laughs> the Paddington <laughs> fandom. That's turmoil. it. That's it. Yeah, lots of anxiety about that, to be honest. Mm. And there's been, there hasn't been many updates, I don't think, because of this year. So, yeah. It's fine. If it's crap, we'll just pretend it didn't exist and then just watch one and two. Yeah. Still got two perfect boys. Exactly. There's also been a new animated series, which I think we watched one episode, didn't we, today? Yeah, for some reason, the ABC iView or whatever we were watching only had one episode, which, mm. like, guys, come on. <laughs> Someone give me the series. <laughs> and it was kind of set in this new universe. They're all the same stories, really, and they're all... Simple, yeah. It's all Paddington. Yeah. I think actually the, the storybook sequence was a reference to one of the older um, animated shows from like the 70s or something, mm. so oh, that style okay. of animation, yeah. Oh, Dylan, I'm so thankful you like this because otherwise <laughs> the podcast would have been over. Oh, no. Would that have caused you to, to end this? End it all? We have had separate podcasts where we don't talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But uh, no need to fret, Lonnie. It's all good. I think it's just nice having some films that in this day and age promote kindness and being a good person and acceptance and love are like, it's really nice to see for a change. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Give some of that to Superman, buddy Hollywood, you fools. Dylan just wants to see a good Superman movie. Do you not believe there has been a good Superman movie? Not, not recently. Oh, I was going to but... say. Christopher Reeve. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's all good. Those okay, first two. Good. <laughs> so, no, throw some Paddington in Superman's character. Just a nice bloke. He's going around with his manners. Oh, for a second I thought you meant put Paddington in a Superman film. And <laughs> I was kind of like, you know what? Not Either a bad idea. Yeah, that. bloody oath. <laughs> Superman have a team and Paddington, up. yeah, being best pals. Mm. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe they share a flight or something, you know? <sighs> Little housemates. Too good. Too good. <laughs> Okay, I want to read that fan fiction. <laughs> I don't think it's uh, been written yet, Lonnie, so you might have to get on that. Okay, well, is there anything else you want to say, Dylan? Are you, are you happy? I'm happy. Well, I was, I'm happy just uh, enjoying these films, and I'll probably watch them again a few times more. 
One last question for you, Dylan. Yeah. What is your opinion on marmalade? I like it. You do? Yeah, it's all right. I don't really like the rinds. That's probably the part I don't like mm-hmm. about marmalade. Okay. Because we uh, tried marmalade after watching <laughs> Paddington, mm. and it wasn't that good. But it was just a stall. It was like the coals or whatever, so... Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like Winnie the Pooh. It's obsession with honey. Makes mm. it look good, but... Doesn't it look amazing on film? And you're yeah. like, wow. And then you try it in real life and you're like, mm. Mm, it's, like it's like the bugs in um, Lion King. <laughs> they looked so tasty, didn't they? They did. So juicy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Sinead, for coming on board and spreading the gospel of painting. No worries. It is my uh, joy and privilege and life's greatest honour. <laughs> Fair. And thank you very much, Dylan, for coming on board and loving Paddington. Oh, I'm all aboard now. There would have Thank been trouble. You to three. Okay, <laughs> that's right. Thank you very much to our listeners as well. Uh, we are found on all the social medias. We have lots of episodes here to listen to. What you could do for us is watch Paddington, obviously. You could leave a review and you could tell a friend about how much you love our show. And tell them to watch Paddington. Yeah, spread the gospel yourselves. <laughs> That's it. I need more followers. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything you want to plug, Sunay? Um, Just our other podcast, Lonely Like You and Movies. It's on the same channel as this one, though, isn't it? On the same feed? I don't know how technology works. <laughs> we'll, we'll put a link below. <laughs> All right, guys. I miss you, Dylan. I miss you, Lonnie. I miss you, Sunay. miss you, Sunay. miss you, Dylan. It's been too long. It has. Mm, Miss anyone else or? No, no, just Dylan. Just Dylan and I missing each other. Mm, Okay. (laughs) Sorry, Lonnie. Gonna give you a hard stare. (laughs) (laughs) Right, see yous. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.